It's your friendly neighborhood deadly diva, aka Chakra Khan, aka Gundam Wingliner, aka Code Leo Go Ono, aka Misty Knight Rider, and welcome to Outlaw Bars, where we talk about everything great and not so great in the world of anime. And as always, I have with me. You guys, it's me, Shopei. How are ya? Hey everyone, it's Tam, your ornery Jamaican auntie this week. Just this week? I mean, every week, but I haven't said that before, so just this week. Okay, cool beans, cool beans. <laughs> so in our last episode, we talked about some of our favorite gents in distress. So we thought it'd be kind of nifty to discuss some kick-ass ladies. You know, since March is Women's History Month and we're all about, you know, girl power. You know what? I really do hate that fuck-ass phrase. <sighs> but that's neither here nor there. So um, what better way, you know, to talk about girl power, girl, female empowerment in anime than with Hayao Miyazaki's Princess Mononoke. Now, this is a bona fide anime classic, and we don't say that lightly because normally it's fuck your faves. But when it comes to Princess Mononoke, it really is a bona fide anime classic with no shortage of empowered female characters. There's actually like, I have a little tidbit that I didn't know, and I thought it was funny. San, Princess Mononoke, she's a, sec- she's a secondary character. Like, this isn't about her, it's, it's about Ashitaka. But the animation team loved her so much that when they voted on the title of the film, Miyazaki had his title up, which was The Legend of Ashitaka, and everybody else seemed to have voted for Princess Mononoke, and the rest is history yes fuck it up son yeah. and it's it's interesting because like even though like when you're watching it you know it's about ashitaka but you're like the woman kind of overshadow him oh definitely yeah like he's not like a bumbling idiot through the movie like he's competent and he's kind and he's thoughtful he doesn't really have any flaws and that's scary but it's the it's all the supporting female characters that really drive the action in the movie absolutely and there's like a weird thing that happens when you're watching it like like tam said you're you know it's about him like you know that he's the central character he goes on a quest but almost immediately when you meet princess mononoke your attention is shifted and you're just like okay so yeah 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 dude on a red elk fuck you for a second i'm trying to figure out about this lady on a wolf and all of your attention then pivots to her and you like at least when i watched it I remember spending like 30 minutes trying to synthesize and piece together in my brain. I want to know everything about this character. I need the answers to her and what she is doing. You know, I hope you don't die from whatever poison is in you, bro. But also, fuck you, Loki. Right. Like you wanted him to win, but you're like, oh, but these bitches like really don't need men. They really, they really don't. Like we all know that it's kind of like an allegory for industrialization and it's, um, relationship with nature but if you see the way in which every woman whether she be human or forest spirit is like fuck a man like when you look at um moro who is um princess mononoke's wolf mother it's just her rocking out with her kids taking care of that forest when you look at lady iboshi like she built that shit from the ground up when you look at like all the all the women that she brought from the brothels like that's a matriarchal village. Like the men are just, the men just do like, they're like, go do that and leave us alone. Yeah. The, the women actually do the hard labor 
um, of that village. And the men kind of, you know, they're there. And it's as seen by the, I forgot his name, the one man who got like injured. And I think Ashitaka like has saved him. Um, and her, his wife was just like, Koroku. Koroku is the guy. Yeah, his wife was just like, oh my God, like you're a fucking mess, my guy. Why? (laughs) Why are you always fucking shit up? Like, damn, can you not do anything right? And he was just like, yeah, no, I'm not shit. But you my boo, but I'm not shit. Right. It's like, I love you, babe. Sorry. I thought that was cool. Like to see that role reversal. Yeah. And was it, and I'm going to be honest, like I, up until I, Actually, no, not up until, but I really was rooting for Lady Eboshi simply because, like, when you saw the workings of her village, like, when you saw the women and she was like, yeah, we got them from brothels. When you look at her, when you look at her inner, like, in her garden where she's taken in lepers. Right. And she, she was like, she's like, all oh, that's great. And I understand what you're saying about the forest and the animals and whatnot. But she's like, you need to understand I'm trying to take care of these people. I'm like, so So these people aren't vulnerable again. So, you know, peace out to your God, but unless they're going to help me take care of my people, I can't help you guys. I just, I can't do it. Because, like, she wasn't bad in the sense of, like, evil. She was, like, really pragmatic, and it just so happens that if what she needed to do didn't agree with what she thought she should do, she did it anyway. She she was doing what she thought was, like, this is a, she was being very Libra about it. Sorry to be all ast- astrology with it, but like very much like this is just to me. Like I know it's not right to you, but this is what is fair. This is what is just to me. And this is what is good for the greater cause. Like, yes, we need the animals. Yes, we need the spirits. But like, we also need to live, bro. And we're when most of us are women. These people are lepers. Most villages wouldn't take them in. I'm giving them job skills. I'm giving them like peace and security where like no one can bother them or ostracize them. I'm taking care of them. I'm not, you know, shunning them for who they are, what they have, but like, in order for this to happen, these creatures got to get out of here. And I like the Lady Eboshe, if she were a man, like there wouldn't be all these questions about like her evilness, so to speak. Like she, she is equipping the women in her village. Like she saved a bunch of like prostitutes and girls from the brothel. And then she doesn't then turn around and make them slaves. She gives them skills, like teaching them to be self-sufficient. So self-sufficient in fact, that they run all the niggas in their fucking village, that they become like boss ladies in their own right to the point where when she's not around, they can take care of the space for her. She can trust them to do that. And I think that like a lot of the, whatever coldness you may view of her is just this idea of like how women are supposed to act, right? Like ladies are not supposed to, like that kind of ruthless pragmatism we attribute as a male trait, right? Because men are supposed to be the logical sex or whatever, but she is she is a good person, right? She's kind, she's generous. Like, you know, Diva and Tam said, she took in lepers. She took in people who were going to be discarded otherwise. And like, yeah, it really sucks about your forest and whatnot, but like, it's not like these animals are coming to knock on her door and be like, could you please stop, like, you know, tearing down trees? They are trying to murder the people in her village. So she's just doing what every good... They're like, it's war, bitches. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's war, bitches. This is not like hand-holding and, you know, sending fucking edible arrangements and whatnot to one another. It's like, look, I understand that you're upset, but you're literally trying to, like, kill my people. So, I mean, 
if it's me or you, I choose you every time if it's like who has to die. So like she she was dope. Like and with her her rifle and she was like making fucking bullets. I'm like, yes, yes. And then also, let's not forget, she had to fight off that other, um, was it a shogun or something? That other guy that was trying to take over. Yes, Lord Asano, who's trying to take over the village because they saw how profitable it was. And they thought because she was a woman that she was going to be easily swayed and pushed over. So she not only had to protect the village from the animal spirits, but she had to also protect them from men. I was like, but here's the thing. I was like, granted, Lord Asana would have been a problem regardless. I was like, but the issues that she had with the animal spirits, those were issues that she created. So she has she has to own the fact that they're come that they're gunning for her because she legitimately like destroyed their forest. Because before that, they weren't fucking with people. It wasn't until they decided they wanted to they wanted to mine iron sand that they started having problems. And you know what? She owned up to it. She was like, Yeah, we started mining, and this is what happens. But it's a necessary evil. So I can appreciate, you know, her her standing up in it. But that that two front war that she was fighting, one of them, she she could have if she wanted to found a way to work around it. But this leads me to um because Chopin said something like kind of pertinent that, you know, men are supposedly the more logical and are supposed to be anyway, like the more logical, reasonable, rational of the of the genders. I was like, but when you look at the way in which these women respond to crises, like you can see that all, of, I don't know whether like Miyazaki was just like shading his entire gender. Like, I don't know whether like his son or his uncle or his father got on his nerves during the making of this because he was dragging men like through the entirety of it. Like when you look at, um, Moro, the wolf, the the wolf spirit, she got hit with the same bullets that hit the male boars. And she was like, I'm not, she was like, comb your tits. I, yes, I got hit. Yes, I am going to die, but I have lived long enough. I am content with the fact that I am going to die from this. Like she met her death with dignity. Whereas the first boar that we see, like in the opening shots of this, of the um, movie and the last one, the last boar who decided he wanted to, you know, bully go hard for no damn reason, like they fought against. And she was like, whoa, if you just calm down, she's like, there's nothing you can do about you. You're not, you're not getting over this bullet wound. Like there's no way around it. So just like accept it. Like she was really like the most rational of all the forest spirits, most of which were male. And then when you look at Iboshi, like she had her shit planned. Like she was like, okay, I know my girls got it. Like, and I think Toki was on the top of the on the top of the wall, like giving orders when the samurai came. She was like, "You go here, you go there." Now, mind you, these are as we said before, women who would have been discarded because of their lot in life. And what I loved was at um, at the end when when San was like, um, "Yeah, Ashitaka, you're cool and all, but um, I'm not digmatized, so I'm gonna stay in this forest where I know." And you can come visit me, but I'm not going to that fuck ass town because those people are out of pocket and I might slice somebody's throat. That really broke my heart. She stayed true to herself and she's like, yeah, I'm human, but I've lived with the animals and I them, them my peoples. And I mean, I love you, but I'm gonna be over here. And like you said, like he can come visit her. and he was fine with that. He was like, true, true. 
you're right. And I'm going to stay here and help rebuild the village, you know, and that, and in, in that sense, I really like the movie. Cause it's like, ultimately, I think some part of you probably is like, Oh God, I wish they ended up together and like lived happily ever after. But life doesn't always work like that guys. Things don't always come wrapped pretty in bows. And I felt like that was very realistic um, and also a very honest take. And I appreciated that she remained true to herself. And sometimes you have to make those hard sacrifices to remain true to yourself, at least in my opinion. And that was a sacrifice because it was like, okay, I could give up living in the forest with my wolf brother and sister, or I could like go live with my people, but those aren't really her people. That's not her authentically and she chose to remain where she where she felt like ultimately she belonged I think had she ended up in the town she would have been really out of place and at the end of the day they did kill her mom okay let's talk about the fact that humans from day one have fucked her over though remember where mortal was like her parents were defiling my forest I found them and what they did was they threw their infant child at me and ran away. Yes, <laughs> they were like, "Oh, look at this tender piece of meat!" And then, seriously, so she was like, "There's, there is nothing about humanity that San should would really want to embrace." Like she met one decent human, but he, one but humans. The franchise can still definitely get fucked. Like it's not just. Oh yes, it's yeah, like. Like Tim was saying about like no happy ending, I think the entire movie was about like the uncomfortable realities that we face. Like, okay, so she finds this dude who truly is like a good person and, you know, he like is willing to fight for her and he's like, you know, a real nigga as far as anime men go. But at the end, there are things that cannot be overcome. She lost her, the only mother she ever knew. She lost part of her home. Like, there was, like, all of this, like, strife, like, two fucking hours worth of strife that is attributed to that. So that cannot, in real life, those kinds of things are not overcome. You don't just, like, dap someone up and say, I don't mind that, you know, humans are responsible for my mother's death. Let's, you know, sex it up together in a village full of people that I can't fucking trust. Like, Lady Eboshi having to sacrifice, like, actual animals, like spirits and stuff like that in order to create a life for these people that she saved. That is... That's that is not a cut and dry. You don't get to say this woman is one hundred percent good, but you also can't say that she's a hundred percent bad. You, I enjoyed the fact that the entire movie was not a bunch of, you know, neatly wrapped bows one after the other. It's like oh, this is like kind of like weird and nebulous, just like real life. And I don't think you can ask for too much more in a movie that is so well crafted. Yeah, but what was his name? Jiro, the dude who wanted the forest, the forest spirit's head, the great forest spirit's what head. What a weirdo! The short fat guy. What the, the, yeah, the short fat guy who was working every angle. What a like literally, every angle. That is that was so like honestly, what the fuck are you gonna do with the spirit's head? Is what I really wanted to ask him. Like really and truly, was it? <laughs> like what? What the fuck are you gonna do with that? And the the lengths that they went to like keep it, even though the forest spirit was like trying to find its head, and it's like, no, we got like, no, like you're willing to die, like just give him back his head, fam. <laughs> like just give it, just give it back. Like it's already dead. And also, just give what it back. would I still want to know? 
So is someone going to give you like a hundred gold coins? Are they going to make you the new king? It was for the emperor. Remember the em- because they thought that the the forest spirits had would grant immortality somehow. But okay, so he was doing if he was trying to come up like a look at you like a little weak ass nigga. All right, you're about to give away <laughs> immortality to, to somebody who didn't even have the sense to go get it themselves. Please believe that as soon as he would have gotten the spirit's head, he would have put a musket bullet in you friend all right because just like a peon you go like, right? i mean like this is old school like just like just like someone in the ruling class they about to have you out here willing to die for some shit and then they're gonna take the resources and guess what they're gonna toss your motherfucking ass in a volcano stupid <laughs> stupid <laughs> That was really intense. That's what I would do if I was an emperor and some fool had a, was stupid enough to do something like that for me. I would want to get rid of them. What's a good way to get rid of a person? Throw them into a volcano. Duly noted. Just putting it out there. Don't. This is why we stay on Chopin's good side because she comes up with a million and one ways to kill you. I mean, this isn't a cartoon universe, but I'm just saying, like, he went through a lot of trouble for somebody who probably wouldn't even make eye contact with him in real life. Because he was very unfortunate looking. Just very unfortunate looking. Very unfortunate looking. And then had the wooden sandals on top of him. Oh. I actually like those sandals. Like, let's not, let's not go, not too much on the sandals. Like, the sandals didn't do anything to us. No, they didn't. But they were, they were a bit, they were a bit on the high side. That's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm all for Geta, but those were a bit on the high side. Maybe because he was so short. Yeah. So he was adding the extra inches, but. He was, he was leap, he was leapfrogging it through the forest on them sandals though. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be honest. Like I was watching him. I was watching him. I was like, is that parkour? Is that- <laughs> he was getting it on the, on the, on the mountainside, leaping across those stones. So I'm not even going to lie. Like I was, I was a little impressed. Like he's still a piece of shit, but I was like, okay, but I see you, you real agile fat man like you real he is short and stout but he is clearly he does yoga okay he does yoga he does kendo he does something because he was getting it he really was no but one thing that kind of that kind of got me thinking back to him is that like lady aboshi one of her quotes in the movie was remember you can't trust men i was like (laughs) i'm like i'm sorry message hashtag message right hashtag tattoo it on your heart please (laughs) oh my god no but like she goes through i'm like she says that like she she ingrains that you know in her girls like you know in the women that work with her you know you can't trust these niggas like don't do it and she gets caught up in that flaw ass battle because she listened to the most flaw ass of flaw ass men See what happens when you don't take your own advice. But I feel like that's also because he came off as like an old, like, he, yes, he was shady, but he still had this like old wise man thing about him. I don't know if that makes sense, but he still had like this kind of prone, like, like he, yeah, he, he appeared innocent, but even I'm like, right. even while he was appearing innocent, Lady Aboshi was still like, what's his angle? Like, even like, de- even while like she's going, like dealing with him, she's like, what's his angle? I know he has to have an angle. Okay, see, that's the message. Everyone, you need to follow your first mind, all right? If you're interacting with someone and you can't really figure them all the way out, when something in you is saying, damn, there is something to this person that I can't quite trust, you don't you don't move forward in your interactions with them because then what happens? You end up in a fucking firefight in the middle of the forest. No, don't do it. 
with your arm bitten off. <laughs> Can you imagine? Sometimes, look, my mom, shout out to my mom. She's like, sometimes the consequences of stupidity is not always that you die. Sometimes something really fucked up happens. It won't be death. In this case, this poor lady lost her fucking arm because she didn't listen to her first mind. Wow. Can you imagine? Hey. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lady Ebola was, was giving them. Nigerian of you. I'm just like, <laughs> wow. Can you? Wow. My God. No, but Lady Eboshi had like all, she had all the gems and paid no attention to any of them. Mm -hmm. Because remember at the top of the movie when they were fighting with the wolves and she was like, remember a wolf, was it, you could take like something along the lines of like a wolf without its head can still bite you. Mm -hmm. Yup. And that's exactly how she lost her arm. She lost her arm. She never, I'm like, for all the gems she dropped, she didn't keep not one in her pocket. Didn't pick a single one That's what happens when you do not practice what you preach. When we tell you guys that anime has lessons, we're, we're, look, we're doing this, it's for the collective, okay? You need to take these and apply them to your life before you end up with your arm getting bitten off or something. And I'm gonna laugh at you because I sure laughed at her. (laughs) It shouldn't have been funny, but it was just like, damn, girl. Yeah, it was like, damn, homie. Right. Was really, you was really the shit, and now look at you. Hate it had to be you, but now. it is, so, you know. That's that's how it goes sometimes. Wow, like, Princess Monoke, like, it, to really deep dive into it, like, the way that it deserves, requires, like, hours on hours on hours of podcast time. Yeah, but it is, it is a, it's a really nice, break away from kind of like you know we always like gripe about fan service and there was definitely like no fan service in this movie <laughs> women no there, there, there was there was there was a quick glimpse i think when ashitaka first left his village and him and his elk were crossing like a river or whatever and like he stripped down to like his fundoshi and that was like literally like a glimpse of it you're like oh he's in his drawers and then he wasn't yeah, but I, I mean, I guess I'm talking about the fan service, like, okay, Seven Deadly Sins when my guy is, like, grabbing on my girl's titties. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of the all the body types, male and female, they were varied and they were they were realistically portioned. Yeah, but it, it's a it's a great movie and it's really great to see various forms of powerful women. Like there was like none of them were the same. You know, they were all very strong minded in their own way but like it all worked together. And also their strength doesn't keep them from being loved. Like all those women in the village are married and none of their husbands are like, you know, abusing them or like whatever. It's like, I have a strong wife. My wife like has expectations of me and I meet them and that relationship works. So it's not like, you know, these women are like fucking beating their husbands or something into submission. So it, you get to see these women who may have been discarded, who get skills, who are strong, but are also like, it doesn't negate that relationship. I mean, even San is like, you know, a fucking wolf princess. And she still ended up with the dude at the end, even though she didn't technically pick him. Right. Even though she didn't do the happily ever after, which is also like, but her, but her wolf, but wolf mama was like, you know, that, that boy is willing to share his life with you. You know, if you kind of want it. She was like, no, I hate the human. She's like, but that boy's kind of cute. I'm just saying, I'm not going to be here forever. But, but even, like, typical mom. Even that was like cute. Cause, like, in anime, you always see, or you often see a girl character who is willing to, like, twist themselves or be something else in order to get, like, some bumbling, like, dum dum, right? And, like, none of that was the case. Not a single female character in this movie 
um, had to dampen themselves or dim themselves or whatever in that way, like for a romantic kind of like partnership, which is, which is refreshing at the very minimum to see. Yeah. Even Lady Eboshi was ruling by herself. Yes. Yes. Powerful bitch. Yes. With all her clothes on, with all of her clothes on. Yeah, she was like fully covered for all of the movie. All of the movie. Everyone was dressed like a bunch of like old school, like Japanese Quakers, like top to bottom, like turtlenecks all the way down, like to the shit touching their fucking toes. Your white teeth will to me look like a nightgown. I thought that was going someplace completely else. I was like, what is she? Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like, you know, like Quakers are like, like covered, like totally, but like, yeah, but, like the Japanese version of that. You know what I meant. Yes, indeed. Well, that, people, um, is our take on Princess Mononoke. Um, If you haven't seen it, um, we strongly suggest that you check it out. It's a smooth two hours. You can catch it subbed or dubbed, whatever your poison is. It's an older movie. And even, even with the age, like, the animation is not, like, newfangled, but it is still really gorgeous. Like, it's it- so clean and... It's classic. The reason, that's the thing is like, even when you watch it now, like it looks like it could have been released this year. Yes. Alrighty. So if you know of any other um, powerful, badass female characters, as always, you can tweet them at us at Outlaw Bars Pod. Um, and we'll be certain, you know, we'll retweet it. We'll comment it because, you know, we love you guys and we love interacting with you guys. So now on to our newest segment, and we are so excited that you guys are actually enjoying Notice Me Senpai. So let's get straight into the questions because we picked up quite a few this week. So we have, uh, we'll start off with a trio of questions actually from um, a young man by the name of Miguel that we got via email. And his first question is, excluding Bleach, actually, you know what, I'll read all three and then we can go back and break them out if you want. Okay, number one, excluding Bleach, has there been an anime or manga that you've read or seen where you loved it in the beginning, but the story ended on such terrible terms, you were pissed off? I just spent months reading an an a manga called I Am a Hero, a cool take on a zombie outbreak, and the series just ended without resolving anything. I felt like I wasted my time on a story that had a great potential to be something special. That's one. Number two, this one I think he wrote for Chopin. <laughs> has there been an anime? <laughs> has there been an anime or manga that you have watched where by the end you felt depressed or fucked up? I remember watching Grave of the Fireflies, <laughs> a kids' movie about a young boy and sister living through the fire bombing of World War II. And once I was done, it completely ruined my day. The movie really destroyed my mood to do anything fun for a couple of hours. And his last question is, what anime would you recommend for a small child to start out with? My choice would be My my Neighbor Totoro. It's fun, short, and uplifting story of two girls who hang out with these weird forest spirits. So let's go back to number one, ladies. What series was a colossal waste of your time? It started off good, but ended up being a colossal waste of your time. I'm trying to, I was trying to think, and I can't think of one because usually... I can kind of figure out they're going to be a waste of my time. So like, I don't even finish them. If that makes sense. Like they're, you know, I think when we talk about animes that we, we never finished any anime that I mentioned on that one is always been a colossal waste of my time. And then 
I don't mind spoilers. So usually like any anime I'm watching, I have probably wikipedia and seen how the shit's going to end anyway. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not fucking finishing this shit. So yeah, I, I don't really, I'm not going to force my, there's too, like Shopei always says, there's too much anime to be watched for me to be sitting down and wasting my time on 24 fucking episodes. Maybe I can't, you know what? Maybe the only one I could maybe think of was Fate Stay Night. Um, I didn't like how that ended. It, it didn't feel like a waste of time, but I really didn't like how it ended. But I think, again, I have big issues. That was the love story with Saber and your boy. And yeah, I just, I didn't like, I didn't enjoy how that one ended. Okay, I have one, um, but they kind of rectified it after the fact. But I'm going to go with um, the original series of Inuyasha because where it ended, it just stopped. And they were like, we're going to go off and train and beat Naraku. And that was all she wrote. And then they came back, I want to say maybe like six, 12 months later with like the final act with like that final manga arc. But at that moment where it ended, I was pissed as hell because I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Mm, okay. I have a good one then. Um, so I know I suggested it, Roka of the Six Braves. The premise is incredible. And the actual, and as you're watching it, you're like, this is really, this is fucking spicy. I like this shit. So one of these niggas is like an imposter. I really am like so thrilled about this. And then you get to the very end. You find out who the imposter is. First of all, like you, it, it really is like a plot twist when you find out who the imposter is. And because of who the, you know, that party is, you have all of these questions. I don't know how I managed to get so emotionally invested in something that was only 13 episodes long. And then they were like, thank you so much. Have a nice life. And then that's like it. Like it was so good. Like it was a very interesting because it's almost like an anime whodunit, right? Because you have all of these people who are all suspecting each other. And it's like they're trying to kill one another because they're sure that the other person is like the imposter or whatever. And then when you find out who the person in question is, you're just like, wow. First of all, I didn't see that coming, but also fuck you guys because there's literally no resolution. The the imposter is like LOL and then they disappear and then that's it. I'm going to punt this next the second one directly to you Chopay, an anime that you watched that by the end um you were depressed or your feelings were all fucked up. Oh wow, how much time do you have? Because 30 seconds. Like... 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if I had to only one anime where I was like fucking depressed. It's easily psychopaths. Easily, easily. Um, I was just a mess. It was like watching Criminal Minds, but in anime form. Like it was, it was heavy and it took so much out of me. And the payoff for like the world that was created with psychopaths was so interesting. Like it was really cool, but it was just so fucking gory. Like there's a scene where you're like watching someone getting fucking bludgeoned to death. And I'm like, this is too much for my gentle, sensible spirit. Like I'm, I'm too sensitive for this shit. All right. Like it, it was a lot to the point where I'm sure there was an episode where I ended up in tears because I was just like overwhelmed. Oh yeah. The very first one, where the girl, like, it's like, you see someone being, like, sexually assaulted, and it's like, why is this on television? Like, why are they showing this shit? Yeah, psychopaths definitely depressed the fuck out of me. And I couldn't, I, I can't watch, like, it. there's not enough good things in it for me to be like, oh, yes, I'm willing to put myself through this, because I have too much life to live. No, thank you. 
Tam, do you have one where your where the anime just kind of fucked you up when you were done watching it? Um, I was pretty emotional at the end of Gurren Lagann. It just it just really ended in a way that I was. I think I cried. <laughs> I think the end of Gurren Lagann made me cry. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, like he just ended up being like a wandering guy and a myth and a legend and he was all alone and everybody died and um oh um agami got killed kind of fucked me up as well the shit was mad depressing and i definitely shed some tears and i just like had to sit and like reflect on my life for a little bit after watching those and i think the last question the, is the lighthearted question of the trio is an anime to recommend to a small child i will readily admit i could not think of anything because I realize now that nothing I watch is appropriate for small children. Uh, the closest one that I could think of was maybe um, Howl's Moving Castle. I thought that's not super dark. It's not super heavy. Um, and it's pretty, you know, lighthearted for the most part. Um, and I think it's kid friendly. So that's the one that I could think of. But yeah, the rest of the stuff I watch is not kid friendly. Right. The closest I could get to something that like a child could watch is Spirited Away because there's nothing really dark in it. Um, it gets like a little, uh, it gets a little fast paced, a little racy as far as like the action in it, but nothing bad happens to the point where like a small child will get nightmares. Um, I was going to suggest Howl's, Howl's Moving Castle, but I know that's like Tam's like top three favorite. So I just went with That's my shit. That's my shit. <laughs> Right, so I was like, let me let me respect myself and choose something else. Oh my gosh. Alrighty, um, all I can say is um, do not start a small child off on Princess Mononoke. It's no, a- are you serious? No, listen, no. Listen, I'm like, because because there's going to be somebody who will do it. That's all I'm no. saying. They'll be like, oh, it's Miyazaki. Miyazaki's good for small children. And the next thing you know, your child is traumatized. So just just don't do it. Alrighty, so now we have a question from Jerome, um, aka, oh God, sir, I really don't like your Twitter handle, um, Astro Fuckboy on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Okay, Jerome. Yes, All yes, right. we're gonna call you, you Jerome. Know? We're calling you Jerome. I mean, Jerome okay. I was gonna house. say something. I was about to say that, but then also would be like <laughs> one of the original players <laughs> from the Himalaya. <laughs> No shade, no shade to you, Jerome, but damn. So he says, I love the show. No one knows how to help me see the error of my fuckboy ways like strong women of color. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so he goes on to say, what were your school experiences like with anime? By high school, I had already been watching anime for years and was geeked on it. But I kept my distance from, I'm going to hope this is a fake name, um, Megan, who insisted our 12th grade... <laughs> you got to air this bitch out. Yes, Jerome. Come on, Jerome. Come on, fam. <laughs> Megan, sweetie, if you know Jerome, if if your name is Megan and you had a Jerome in your 12th grade English class, this might be you and we can't help you. Um, I still kept my distance from Megan, who insisted our 12th grade English teacher call her Kana, which she mispronounced every time and always made me kiki. And the other weeaboos at my school. Side note, I hate that term, but that's another story for another day. What is a weeaboo? It's one of those like fandom type terms that 
some people find offensive, other people are okay with. Like, I don't particularly like it, but that's, like, it's just somebody who's, like, into, like, like a non-Japanese person into Japanese culture. Uh, I don't want to be called that. Yeah, so Same. I'll just be a fan. How about that? What was it? Uh, so he, he has more. He's like, I had far too much social clout to associate with them. Really, Jerome? But I wasn't. Okay, so, okay, so Lola, Jerome, you was popping like that. You was popping like that. You was too cool to talk to Megan. See, okay, Jerome. All right, Finn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Diva. You already I'm aired sorry. out Megan. Like, damn. Okay. Jerome, are you sure that you're trying to see the error of these ways, fam? Okay. All right. Let's, you know, let's finish the letter. So sorry. Okay, okay. Okay. I had far too much social clout to associate with them, but I wasn't in the closet about liking anime. There weren't any clubs, and I'm not certain I would have joined them if there were. Because you're too popping, Jerome. Uh huh. Must be. Must be. I'm picky about my anime friends. (laughs) (laughs) So glad you fuck with us, Jerome. So glad. Okay, and also to (laughs) follow. Was it also to follow up the fave opening closing answer from the last episode? I can't believe I left out the ending of dot hack sign. Anything Yasashi Yoake um, touches is gold. I will um, keep doing the show forever. We don't know about forever, but thank you, thank you, Jerome. Um, I will I will say that the the opening and any themes to dot hack sign are really really good. But um, let's let's get to this to this lovely question that you sent us with all this backstory. Can I go first? Yeah, go for it. Uh, (laughs) Okay, Jerome. Um, (laughs) So I never really watched anime in high school. I mean, like, yeah, on and off with, like, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Dragon Ball Z, still a fuckboy anime. And uh, occasionally Sailor Moon, but Sailor Moon came on, like, really early in the morning, so I didn't really watch it like that. I did not get into anime until I was in college and that was with Bleach because that was really my true gateway anime. So even as an adult, like people kind of crack on me sometimes about watching anime um, because they find it very geeky. They don't get it. I literally don't give a fuck because it me. But even in high school, I did nerdy things in high school. Like I was a band nerd. Like I was very serious about playing my flute. Um, I was in flute choir, jazz, like I did all that stuff. I also was in like model Congress, but I also was like a cheerleader. I was a varsity cheerleading captain, go figure. But yeah, so I didn't have that experience in high school. And then I don't really know, I didn't really know anybody in high school that watched anime. So it wasn't even like I could have conversations with people if I wanted to, because like I didn't know them folk. Yeah, so I didn't really personally have that experience my experience is more so as being an adult and watching anime and then trying to find like-minded people and then I think I've mentioned this on here usually like um like before I had met Shope or I met Diva or just talking to other women on Twitter usually about anime um the only other people that I would talk to anime about is are my sisters because they watch anime but usually the anime, like I would always, men would be like, oh yeah, 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 I watch anime. What do you watch? And then I would tell them, they're like, whoa, you watch way more anime than me. Yes, my guy. I'm new. I'm not, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I think actually my co-workers try to crack on me about anime. And I was like, yeah, so, and the fuck. And I went to an anime convention last year. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't care. There are people like, I know there are people who like go super hard for it, but 
I mean, I don't even understand what being choosy about your anime friends means. Like, you was that popping drum that you didn't want to talk to the anime kids because you was too cool. Like, you thought they was going to mess up your social clout if you, you talked to them about anime? Like, okay, my guy. But yeah, that's my response. No, I didn't have, no, I didn't have them issues, drum. That sounds like a personal problem. But thank you for listening and loving us. I, I wanted to end on a positive note. Thank you, because that was a kind of problematic question. And I'm I'm giving yeah, you one eye. Bit. I'm giving kind of a side eye. But you admitted you your screen your Twitter name admits you are a fuckboy. So at least you know yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I give you I give you points for like self awareness. To thine own self be true. Amen. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. Like I'm really curious about why Megan wanted to be called Kana because that to me that would be a good enough reason to avoid someone because like. When I was in, okay, so to preface this, I didn't have all the social clout that Jerome had in high school. Um, I was offensively and unbearably awkward. I was a fucking weirdo. I didn't really have any friends. And that it wasn't because I liked anime. It wasn't because I was too smart. I was just fucking, I was like socially incompetent. I was too needy and desperate. And that is what, that, that was my issue. That is why I couldn't have any friends. So that being said, all of the kids that I knew, like the white kids who watched anime, it's almost like anime was escapist in the, like it was escapist and incredibly appropriative. Cause that's why, like, I can't imagine why Megan would want like a Japanese nickname. That's weird. So I can understand wanting to distance yourself from that person. But my, my experience with anime, like I'm like Tam, I didn't really, really start becoming serious about anime until I got to college until I was like 18 or 19 uh, like Code Gas and stuff like that, whatever came on at night on Cartoon uh, Network or whatever, uh, like Adult Swim. Tsunami! Yeah, like, so if it wasn't that, like, I wasn't really watching it. But as far as, like, that being the thing that kept me, like, from other people, no, it was me. I was the thing that kept me from other people. Like, anime <laughs> didn't do any. Like, I was the problem, and I am mature enough to be able to say, like, as an adult, I wouldn't have liked my high school self because, like, she was a fucking mess. But I think for a lot of people who who claim that anime is the reason that people did not like them when they were in high school, I think that there needs to be some self-reflection that happens. Because if you're honest with yourself, you were probably insufferable. You probably liked the idea that, you know, you had this idea, and I don't mean you specifically, Jerome. I just mean, like... In general, like people who think that the reason why they didn't have any friends when they were in high school is like, oh, because I liked anime. No, you probably were like kind of mean and like a little bit strange. And, you know, there could have been like a host of other issues that kept you from getting the friends that you wanted. And anime was the only thing that you personally could think of. If you polled all the people who didn't want to be your friends, I bet they would give you some other answers. It could be any number of things. You smell like you have you have right. weird body odor. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Girl, because no, let's let's be. It real. can be Stop a lot being, of things. I, teenagers and high, teenagers stink. Teenagers yeah. smell. And I like, like that. I've gone back to my old high school, and that shit smells frowsy. And for the people who don't know what frowsy means, it means it smells ripe and musty. Okay, so yeah, teenagers smell. So maybe you had some funky body odor going on in high school. That's all I'm saying. Not you, not not you, Jerome. Not you, Jerome. I'm not saying you because Jerome had social clout. So this is not about Jerome. Jerome was probably smelling real nice in some axe or something like cool water, <laughs> Jacar Noir. 
you could have definitely still been like annoying. Like there could have been like any number of reasons. Like maybe people just like were like, oh, you thought you were better than everybody. And maybe you did because you're a fucking intellectual who watches anime, right? Is that it? Like, oh, all of you peons are busy watching The Simpsons. But me, an intellectual, I watch Japanese cartoons. Like, yeah, we get it. Like, you're so cool. Okay, okay. I have an answer for Jerome. In high school, there were a few girls that watched anime, but I didn't associate with them because I just didn't fucking like them. <laughs> like, they were insufferable creatures. So even though we were watching the same series, I would kind of just sit there and just like nod my head and not even actually acknowledge what they were talking about because they were just like wild asshats. Other than that, you know, there were no anime clubs when I was in high school because that was many moons ago. I wasn't trying to get anybody to call me Kana. I was just trying to get people to call me um, by my God-given name. And um, as far as social clout, I didn't really have any, but I had like two really good homegirls. So that counts for something. I don't know if we answered your question, but you got answers. Jerome, it, sounded, <laughs> it, it really truly sounds like a personal problem. I'm sorry. I, I, it just sounds like you, it was like a personal issue. I mean, and maybe the people, the anime people at your school was real fucking whack. I'm sorry, but you know what I got made for, for of at school for quote unquote talking white. And then there, I went to school with a bunch of other West Indians. And so I didn't speak Patois at school, like the other bad mind Jamaicans. And they were like, oh, you're a fake Jamaican. And I wore pay less shoes because my mom was like, your feet are still growing. So like, I got made fun of for like shit like that, but never was like, oh, you watch cartoons. Like every, I don't know. I felt like everyone still watched cartoons. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, hope that helped. Uh, thanks, Question Jerome. mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so um, our last question for this week is a question that we got from Ken J via email. It says, thanks for the insight you provide into the world of anime. I'm a new listener and have watched some shows based on your recs, Charlotte and Kabaneri of the Iron Fortress. My question is, do you girls have any characters besides the main ones in anime who shine in crucial moments of the show? One example I have is Yahiko from Rurouni Kenshin. Shout out to me. Actually, Hero shot up to Deadly Diva, but I wasn't going to say that. I can just... <laughs> when he goes up against Hanya, um, he overcomes a serious handicap to get the upper hand and even imitates one of Kenshin's moves to take him out. Thanks again, and I can't wait until the next episode. Alrighty. So a secondary character that kind of stepped, like showed up and showed out. Um, I... So I misread that question or misheard it so like my answer was actually a main character but I want to say is it Seraph of the End when they're all yes. training and like one of the guys has like a bow and he's like really scared I don't yes know, I my think... nigga Yoichi that's the person yes. I'm gonna name yes oh sorry still curious. <laughs> no no it's okay I but, love him so much it's fine yes like he was very much the softy very sensitive and he got picked to do this excel like this accelerated training and you thought he wasn't gonna show up because he's just like yo I can't do this shit bro and he really he really pulled through so he would definitely be my choice as a secondary character who like showed up in a time of um need 
Okay, to add to that, because I love Yoichi. Like, he really is probably one of my favorite anime characters, period. Because, like, in the first couple of episodes, like, all of these characters are like, I think there's, like, fighting that happens. He's like, guys, guys, like, you know, like, we don't want to fight. Like, we're supposed to be friends with each other. And when they actually go through the training, you think that he, like, the way the training goes, you either die or you get um, bound to your demon weapon or whatever. So you think that poor Yoichi is like dead because he's supposed to be like the weakling among them. But you know, shout out to him. He doesn't die. And through several important moments, he is able, like Tam says, to like step up and to be like an integral team player. And his weapon is so cool. And like the fact that he has grown as a character, he doesn't deviate from himself. He's still very gentle and still very kind um, and still like, you know, sensitive and concerned about like the needs of his like teammate and stuff like that. He just does what every person, you know, like every person who has to step up and be responsible, he doesn't become a different person. He just takes on that responsibility. And it is so dope to watch. Like, seriously, so, so good. Yoichi, I love you. All right. Um, I have one and it's nowhere near as serious. Um, it's from Sailor Moon. Um, it's during the Doom Tree arc. There's an episode where everybody is kind of in this laser taggy, like VR type of situation. And what you're supposed to be doing is shooting these monsters. And of course, it ends up being that some of the monsters are actual real life monsters and you can't shoot your little lasers at them and get them to go away. And Usagi's brother Shingo is there. And he he's like, uh, like he's imitating Sailor Moon and because he doesn't realize that Sailor Moon is his sister. And he's like, in the name of the moon, you know, I'll punish you. Like, he calls him like sailor, like he calls himself like sailor, like Shingo something or other. So, but when the monsters turn real, like he's the only one who really keeps his composure and goes to try to one try to find his sister, who he knows, who he knows is in the building, and then two try to find somebody competent to help his dad, who seems to have gotten hurt dealing with the monsters. Because Shingo is like kind of a throwaway character. You really don't see him all that much. But that in that moment, you kind of like, oh, you know, he he's a cool little brother. So thank you guys for all of your questions. As always, if you have a question for the Notice Me Senpai um, segment, you can email them to us. Um, and the email address is outlawbars at fanbros.com. And you can also tweet them at us or DM them. And we kind of collect them all and pull them out of a hat and answer them. And now it's time for anime news. All right. Let me get this fuckery out of the way first. So do we remember a little movie called Straight Outta Compton? Yes. Yes. So remember while they were... where they're doing the the promo for it, they had that website where you can change it like from straight out of Compton to like straight out of, you know, Newark or straight out of East Bumblefuck or whatever. And you could post it on your social media. So Ghost in the Shell did the same thing, but with the caption, I am major. <laughs> Cancel. 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 Automatic. Delete. Delete it. Delete it. I don't know who at Paramount thought that was a good idea because the moment that went live, it was 
people people like adding like Scarlett Johansson to it and being like I believe in white feminism and then they had um, <laughs> the girl from um, Pacific Rim um, Wrinkle whose name whose last name I can't remember he's like I should have been the major they even pulled poor little Iron Fist into it and said I'm made of like kale and <laughs> I'm made of kale smoothie <laughs> Yikes. I don't know how they didn't think that this was going to go left with the way that people have been up their ass about the casting of this movie. I don't know how. And I've seen some amazing ones. Some amazing ones. Like they pulled Matt Damon in there. They were like, <laughs> like I'm going to save China from itself. Like, so wait, quietly though, <laughs> that great mall, like that great mall uh, movie. Like I saw the trailer and I was like, damn, Matt Damon, if you were not, and I, he's a problematic fave. I will admit that. But that movie looked like it would be fire. Like if there were no white men in it, because there are several white men in it, not just Matt Damon saving China, but there are several white men in it. And you're like, ooh, I was like, ooh, this shit looks fire, but I'm not, I'm not. And I didn't see it. So you all should be proud of me because usually I don't give a fuck and I go see what I want to see. But I was like, no. No, white men, you will not be saving the Chinese. They don't need your help, goddammit. They ain't never need your help. They never needed your help. Like, not never. But yeah, I don't know who thought that picture generator was a good idea, but that backfired quickly. But I have a bit of Ghost in the Shell news that actually makes sense. Check this out. So the Japanese website of Paramount Pictures, um, the the live-action website for Ghost in the Shell, revealed that the Japanese dub of the film is going to use the voice actors from the anime. Oh. So the major is going to be the major. Bato is going to be Bato. To- Tokusa is going to be Tokusa. So that's the one thing that they did right. Is it really? That's the only thing that they've done right. Okay. But the fact that Ghost in the Shell has to have a fucking Japanese dub like doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. A Japanese dub. Of Ghost in the Shell. Gross. (sighs) I can't. Yeah. I can't. So while I'm kicking puppies and whatnot, um, if you are a One Piece fan, um, Toonami is smooth snatching that away from you and we'll be replacing it with Tokyo Ghoul. That will happen on March 25th. Yes! Whoa, tits, calm them. Woohoo! You know that's my shit. (laughs) Yeah. So um, as we all know, One Piece... It's actually been on Toonami for like four years straight and probably has not repeated an episode yet. But they are going to swipe it out for Tokyo Ghoul. But remember, Tokyo Ghoul is like hella short, so you'll probably get one piece back sooner or later. So in anime movie news, Your Name, which is the movie by Makoto Shinkai, will be released in the U.S. and Canada on April 7th. And if you go to the Funimation website, you can search for a theater in your area to buy the tickets. They'll be hosting screenings in both the original Japanese with English subtitles and an English dub, and it will be running on more than 200 screens um, in North America. So if you were waiting for a chance to see your name legally, this is your opportunity in about a month you can do so. Yes, I'm actually excited for that because they're going to be showing it here. And um, our last bit of news is for Berserk fans, the Berserk, sorry, Berserk manga fans. If you may remember a few episodes back, we were taught, we talked about um, in the anime news segment where Japan was being really shady with their popularity polls and they had manga fans pick the, the mangaka who was the most likely to be on vacation. And the number one person was the mangaka for Berserk. 
So um, this year's sixth issue of Hakusensha's Young Animal magazine revealed that Berserk is coming back on March 24th and it will be running again on a monthly schedule. So if you are a Berserk fan who's been looking for a new manga, you'll be getting it towards the end of the month. So now comes like the bestest segment of the show, at least in my opinion, The Couple's Corner. This is where our recommendation couple, Shopei, tells us what we should be watching. Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Shopei. Um, I'm going to, like, I'm super excited about this because I was, I didn't know what to expect when I started watching this. So it's an anime movie. It is called Tokyo Godfathers. Uh, Shout out to... Okay, I know we talked about Anime Strike, the new anime, like, Amazon service a couple of weeks ago or maybe. So it is on Anime Strike. So that is, like, a safe, easy place for you to find it. You can't see me, but, like, I'm winking. There are other places, I'm sure, where you can find this movie. I'm not going to tell you where they are, though. So we talked about, um, like, this episode is, like, Empowered Women. It's Women's History Month. This movie was incredibly fascinating so it's like a comedy i didn't realize that until like i had finished the movie because there was like a lot of like physical comedy a lot of hijinks and things like that essentially it's the movie starts with three homeless individuals you have uh jin who is like an old like raggedy drunk you have hana uh, a gay drag queen and then you have miyuki a runaway teen girl, like a teenage teen girl. So this is like the holiday time around Christmas and like the scene opens up on them in a shelter, 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 uh, getting food. Now, when I first saw the movie, I thought that Hana was a trans woman and I was like, yes, intersectionality, trans womanhood. But then I read the wiki and Hana is a gay man who used to do drag. Still very dope. And it's just like, I can't remember, like, It's not very often that you see those kinds of characters portrayed in a way that is like honest. So you have these three people. When you first see it, you're like, how the fuck did y'all even end up together? Like, why are you guys like, you know, a family for lack of a better term? And as the movie unfolds, their storylines are are explained and there's like a lot of coincidental um, pushing forward of the plot line that is kind of silly, but also like totally possible. And what I appreciated is how honest the portrayal was of homeless homelessness and homeless people. So essentially these three people, they find a baby. <laughs> and Hana like is very much about like Christmas time and miracles and like this baby is like a miracle from God. So they call the baby like um Kikyo, which I think is like a play on Silent Night in Japanese. Is this baby supposed to be a Christmas miracle? So at first, it's like, how are y'all going to take care of a whole baby? Like, it is the fucking winter and y'all are all homeless. Nobody here has any money. You need to give that baby back. So I don't, I'm not going to spoil it. And I'm not even going to give you guys too much about it. Just that you learn so much about the various characters. Like, Jin is like a drunk. You find out that he had a family. And he tells you that he's like, you know, he was a racer and he lost some money, um, because he, he like threw a race or something like that. Bruh, no, he was just like a gambler. <laughs> like he made up all these fantastical stories to make himself feel better. But really, like it was to gain sympathy. You find out that Hana becomes homeless after um, his boyfriend dies. Because he was, um, he's a gay man who does drag. 
at like a drag brothel type situation. So his his boo passes away and he is, you know, thrust into homelessness. Um, and then the girl gets into Miyuki, the like the 16 year old or whatever. She gets into like a violent argument with her dad and then she ends up running away. So, of course, she's like a child. So she thinks that like this argument is enough for her parents to like want to disown her. But, you know, as the movie progresses, you learn that that's like not the case. But it was just so fascinating. It was very funny. Um, there, there, you you end up seeing like this kind of back and forth between like um, warring mob families. That's where the Tokyo Godfather's part comes in. There's a lot of hijinks. You're gonna get a little emotional. I need you guys to hear me closely. You might cry a little bit, so don't fucking mention me talking about I'm in my feelings. You're welcome. I'm telling you right now, you might end up in your feelings, um, but it's definitely worth it, and it. It really is just a refreshing take on just like like the kind of family that you choose. Now, I will say that there is some kind like they use like the F word to describe Hana, uh, which I did not like. But also it is a realistic portrayal of a bunch of people who maybe are not terribly educated who are homeless. So part of that is like them like not having the language to understand that like you don't talk about people in that way um and hana calls themselves like a homo like several times but that is the word that they use for themselves um you don't let you know you don't leverage that word against them um but it is just really fascinating there's like a lot of um like coincidences that happen and it's they're they're cheesy enough that they make you feel warm inside but also they could fucking happen it could just be a series of fortunate events punctuated with like nonsense that just like just like in real life so tokyo godfathers i would highly suggest that you see it i actually have one this week um i meant to i mentioned it um on the last episode but i got caught up with all of my pretty ineffective men but it is a series called yosho yojo senki um loosely translated to saga of tanya the evil so basically, it's the story of a Japanese salary man who ends up being thrown onto um, some train tracks. And as he dies, he's kind of met by God. And they kind of, they're talking to him and this guy is like a staunch atheist. Basically, he blasphemes God to God's face. And he's like, oh, I got you. Sends him to this to be reborn in this world that's really similar to World War II Europe in the body of a little girl. <laughs> so um, one of the conditions of his kind of rebirth is that if you die, you may not be reborn again. So Tanya goes through all these things to make sure that she's in the best position to be safe and out of harm's way because this is like an analog for World War II Europe. So yeah, but Tanya has these magical abilities. So she like rises in the ranks um, in the military really, really quickly. Like think of like Ed and Full Metal Alchemist where he's like hella young, but he's a super talented alchemist. Like she's hella young and she's like, I don't know what her title is because I, I wasn't military. I'm not gonna fuck it up. But like she gets promoted repeatedly like in the, fir- in, like, in the first like five episodes. And she's like, she's like i i need to get someplace safe like she's trying to get off the front lines but she keeps doing things that get her promoted and push further to the front lines so that's the basic premise and she's dealing with like her issues with 
with God and the war and things of that nature. Um, it's currently airing. It's um, being simulcast on Crunchyroll and I believe also on Funimation. So um, definitely check it out. Let me know if you like it. Um, I know a couple of our listeners have mentioned it and I have let you know that I, I am thoroughly enjoying it. So definitely, you know, it's not really cutesy because when you look at Tanya, like she she fully owns because she's like a little girl, but with the memories of like a grown ass man. And like you can see it in her face. Like she goes from like being wide eyed anime girl to like narrow eyed, like I will fuck you up, like all in a split second. So that's my pick, at least for this for this anime season. And I think we have come to the end of this episode, ladies. As always, thank you guys for listening. You guys are super awesome. You know, your your comments and your queries really uplift our day. And as always, we want to thank everybody who joined us for um, Outlaw Views. We had a wang dang doodle of a time watching Trigon Badlands Rumble. One day, you know, we'll dive into how much I love Vasha Stampede and Nicholas D. Wolfwood, but that's another story for another time. I really had fun. Like, I actually am going to, like, after I'm done watching the hell I'm watching, I'm going to go back and revisit this. Yeah, try, yeah, Trigon is really, really good. And as always, if you have any questions, any comments, suggestions, or concerns, you can always hit us up on Twitter at OutlawBarsPod. You can also email us, and the address is OutlawBars at Fanbros.com. If you want to chat with me about Saga of Tanya the Evil or interviews with Monster Girls, because that one is another good one that I'm watching, or Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, which is also awesome, you can find me at Deadly Diva on Twitter. And ladies, let the folks know where they can find you. Hey, friends. So you can find me on Twitter at Simply Chopay if you have any dope recommendations. Someone made a recommendation to me. I think it's called Batum. I'm in the process of like watching it now, so I'll be able to give you some more feedback later. But yes, I love to hear about anime that won't give me nightmares. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's Tam. You can find me at Bruja Bantan. I am in the market for some dark, spooky anime. I do not remember the person who recommended Hide and Seek. I know that's not the Japanese name, but the Hide and Seek short film. Thank you. It was great. It actually really wasn't that scary, which I appreciate. I actually watched it at work. So thank you. So keep those kinds of recommendations coming. And yeah, you can find me at Bruja Bantan. All right, that is all for this time. We will catch you later. Bye. Bye.